This is not just your average MMA show, baby. This is Brothers in Combat with Serge Vicente and Darnell Giovanni. No need to fight. Just listen up and get it right. Brothers in Combat, baby. We rolling! Yeah! All night long. Boom. Here we go, here we go, here we go. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to Brothers in Combat, not your average MMA podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Serge Vicente, and next to me is my brother from another. We got the mystic one. We got my man's Darnell Giovanni. Darnell, let him know who you are. What does it do, my brother? What's popping, Fight fans? I know it's been a long time, but we are back. I, I, I was out for a little bit on a little bit of a... You know, some things happened to me, but I'm here. That's what matters at the end of the day. I survived. Didn't kill me. You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You can connect the dots if you want to. But, hey, I'm here. What up, sir? What's going on, baby? Hey, man, look, we, we, we glad you Florida people are right, man. We always, you know, we, we, we worried about y'all, man. But look, ha- happy week, happy 420, happy all that good stuff. You know, um, I know you in Florida, you might not have been able to celebrate the high holiday as I did out here in L.A. But, uh, man, how did you spend your yesterday, man? I spent my yesterday just being joyful that something that should have happened, happened with the George Floyd uh, case. So that was definitely something to, to celebrate. But, you know, it's not done. There's been stuff happening from a long time ago. This is just one, hopefully many more. And hopefully these things don't happen as often at all anymore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Finally, like justice was served in this case specifically. Uh, Derek Chauvin was arrested, you know, was charged on all three counts of murder because he's a disgusting human being. And now he has to go to jail essentially the rest of his life, which is fantastic. Um, Unfortunately, while that was going down yesterday, we had a cop kill a 16 year old girl. So um, that's just, I mean, this shit is just unfortunate cycle that keeps going and nothing's gonna unfortunately change until there's some kind of prison reform. But obviously we will discuss that at a later date at a later time because we could absolutely deep dive into that shit, man. But we got a lot to get into today, man. So much. We got so much, so much to get into today. So much. Um, what, what, dude, are we, what are we starting with? What are we starting? With? What's on the let, 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 Let's just let's just get into it, man. Um, <laughs> over the weekend, we'd be remiss to talk about obviously the biggest event of the weekend, and I really hate to admit this, but we're going to talk about the 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 the, the worldwide leaders of boxing. Triller, Triller, <laughs> Triller worldwide leader in boxing. Triller is back, and I got a couple questions for you about that, man. But look, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, this was the 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 Jake Paul Ben Askren card. We also had Regis Pro Gray, um, going out there fighting Ivan Rechkatch. There was Frank Mir going out there also fighting. Um, on top of all of the celebrities that you can think of, every West Coast hip hop artist you can find. Fucking uh, just Bieber come out of nowhere and just you know, uh, dude, you I'm know? Just straight bust out a damn uh, <laughs> a hologram of buddy. I was hologram. expecting of some sort, uh, <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this, man. Just not not talking about the fights themselves, but I want to talk about the event that Triller put on. In your opinion, man, production value and everything. What are your thoughts about the, the, the about Triller's second? You know, essentially Triller two. I think that compared to the first one. I'm not one to compare. I hate to compare stuff, but we got to because we've only seen one of these other things. This was abysmal. They did not put this together well at all. Everything looked 
just very, very messy, very messy from the, the, the weird interviews in the back with Pete Davidson to oh my the, 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 the performances weren't bad because I enjoy those musical artists. But besides that, the order of everything that I was going on, I just did not like the production value. I think for a company that has that amount of money, their production should be way better than that. I don't know why it didn't look like what they did with the, the Mike Tyson fight. Keep it consistent. Have just kind of the you know same kind of thing so people recognize, oh, this is a thriller event. Not whatever all these cage things they had going everywhere. No, keep it the same way they did it the first time. And I would have enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed the first show. You know what, man? I, I, I Part of me really wishes you said something different because I can't agree with you more. It, <laughs> it, 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 it was the definition of a shit show. It looked terrible. It was all over the place. There, It was, they had, they, it, they literally took what, was great about the last one the one with the with the tyson performance with snoop dogg and everything there they took that and they're like oh well that did well let's just keep throwing more shit against the wall and and hope it sticks really is what ended up happening it was awful when you really think about it in terms of production value the the flow of it it was just too much um yeah the musical performances are cool but are we here to watch a concert or we're here to watch fights uh, it, it was a little bit too much. And this is the next thing I do want to get into for you, because you did talk about Pete Davidson, bro. Commentary team. We loved it last time. They had, you know, Mauro Ronaldo on there. You had Snoop and you had Israel Adesanya. Bro, how'd you feel about the commentary team? Give me a and the interviews. Let's talk about interviews, too. Scale of one to ten. What would you give it? There's I understand they're trying to do a thing where they add or oh, let's add a comedian inside as well. I get that, but he's not an interviewer. You can see that he's not an interviewer. It just got very weird. I know you asked, uh, you asked Jake Paul a question that people wanted him to ask, which was, that was pretty cool. But besides that, I don't, I didn't like that part. You talking about the one where he asked him about the uh, sexual assault? The sexual assault, correct. And they blocked it out. Triller blocked out the the question, which was very interesting Mm -hmm. to see. And it showed you that they had some kind of, they had some kind of a delay going on there. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to talk about the commentary team, can we drug test these guys before we put them on there? Come on now, man. Oscar De La Hoya was on there, coked up clearly. Didn't know what he was Ooh. saying. You have him around. Uh, uh, Snoop Dogg was, oh, I love Snoop Dogg's commentary. I will say that forever. Snoop Dogg's commentary was amazing. I feel like on a on a broadcast team, you should always have one alternative kind of view. Hey, you Bellator. The color guy. Yeah, the color Bellator. Guy. Yeah. Bellator, pick up Snoop Dogg real quick. That'd be fun, man. Let him watch those fights. And his commentary is always so great. I remember yeah. him saying, I take the two piece biscuit and a biscuit, two pieces. Of, I, I was crying. I love that. I need a little bit of funny when, you know, you're watching something that's just like very, you know, trying to be serious, but you need a little bit of the playfulness. So I like that as well. Yeah. But Oscar De La Hoya, no. Mario Lopez, I get you're a good kind of person to, to, to host something, but I don't want to see him at any kind of boxing event, UFC event, MMA event, nothing. I didn't like it. I, so on a rate to a scale from one to 10, I'm going to, give it a five because of Snoop Dogg. If Snoop Dogg gets all five of those points. <laughs> Man, I'm going to give it a three. That, that, that was ass. It was so bad. Pete Davidson obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. He, and here's the thing too, which I don't... The, the jokes and stuff are fun. But dude, do you know they're out there? They're literally pumping the commentary out. So the fighters are literally listening to the commentary during the fights. Don't do that. That's not a part of the fight, and it's distracting to the fighters. 
But on top of that, these dudes are literally clowning the fighters in the middle of the fight when these guys are supposed to be serious focusing in on serious it. guys, right? Yes, you got these. I mean, you're talking about Ivan Redcatcher, we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, you bitched out. You know what I'm saying? That was terrible. They, I mean, give give the man an Oscar because uh, I mean, Regis Progray was beating his ass and um, in that fight. But these guys are literally clowning him in the middle of, in the midst of it. So think about it. If they're clowning him in that way, where he might have ended up getting up, now he's just like milking it because he's like, yo, at the end of the day, I I, I came out looking like I've heard of acting. Now I have to I have to play it off now, essentially. It was terrible. It was terrible. The the commentary, and here's the thing, they were all talking over each other. Do you see this yeah. this, this, this 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 uh this chemistry that we have here? I go, you go, I go, you go. We're not stepping on each other's toes. We're not disrespecting one another. Dude, these guys were all just yelling at the mic at the exact same time. It was terrible. And then Oscar De La Hoya, fam. What is that? I don't know what. What that was. was that? I mean, ask, you're he wants me, to f- go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me, go let, ahead. me ask, let me ask you this question. Did you feel okay with them openly just smoking and doing all that stuff while they were on that on that that broadcast? Do you feel that that should be done during uh, like some serious fights like like that? No, that's fine. Of course, this is this is. <laughs> but do you feel that's okay while they're doing that? Yes, I do. I I do the the the, the weed and stuff. I uh, you know what? It, I I'm torn. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm mm-hmm. torn. I think it depends on the person. Joe Rogan can do it. He can do it. He's been proven to do it. He's professional at it. Snoop Dogg can do it. But here's the reality of the matter: is that most people can't. Most people can't go out there and still give commentary of it and, and do that. You can have a little drink, a little sip or something like that. If you're going to smoke, like I said, have a little, you know, a little puffs in the back or something or a couple. But to the point that some of these guys were just blatantly belligerent, there has to be a level of professionalism. It's still a professional product. You have to take care of that over everything else. Because here's the thing. They are literally the conduit. They're the connection between the audience and the the viewing public and what's actually going on. So if you're sitting there just blatantly just talking about bullshit, the casual fan doesn't know what's going on. And the hardcore is like you and I, at the end of the day, now we're distracted. Like, dude, I'm trying to pay attention to what the fuck is happening because I actually care more than the shit that you're talking. Because now you guys aren't even talking about anything that is pertinent to the fights. It was terrible. It was honestly distracting to the show and it really made it's like triller stick with what you're good at what you did last time was fantastic what's going on now it was just ass and they were doing both they were drinking and smoking both at the same time they had drinks on the table like that this look it, to me it just looked very unprofessional the first time they had that show was Mauro Ronaldo, Israel Adesanya all of them sitting up there and nobody was doing any, anything stupid it seemed more professional but with this they were doing both and mixing everything and I just did not like that. I just looked very unprofessional to me. It was awful, yo. Um, we 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 got to give a shout out to our boys. The guru is paying attention today, man. He had to ask you, man. Yo, when he you when you asked if how they felt about smoking and and, and during uh, commentary, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, what kind of question was that for the kid? Listen, listen. hey, we talk about everything. We talk about everything here, Brandon. Everything, everything. 
<laughs> oh man all right L- let's get let's get into the shits everybody who's also watching us live right now on youtube on twitch on facebook i appreciate you guys uh welcome to episode seven of brothers in combat all right let's talk about it now commentary we could both agree with ass uh now let's let's talk about the main event the one that everybody actually came to see jake paul went out there and ko's been asking in oh just about 50 Second. Was it 50 seconds? Brother. I, I, for some reason, I didn't see the time. I guess it was. Oh, said, something, something along those lines. Somebody says about 50 or so seconds. What are your thoughts on the fight itself before we get into the tomfoolery of it? A um, couple of things. The whole entrances, I feel like that could have been a little bit better. I don't know. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be some pyro and all this stuff. You know, you might as well add that. You thought it was going to be Creed too. You thought it was going to be you know, explosions, you all kinds of shit. You might as well. You're doing all the other crap. You might as well add everything else to that as well. So I thought that the entrances would be a little bit better. Um, and then seeing them in that in the smaller ring, which I feel I don't think Ben Askren was aware of. There was a smaller ring. That was kind of different to see. But I feel like they do that purposely. And that's better for a knockout because you don't have that much room to move. So that was interesting to see as well. But... Seeing uh, Jake Paul knock out Ben Askren, was it surprising? No, it was not surprising. But I just thought when I first, so when I first watched the fight, I think we're going to get into this more and we're talking about the fixing and stuff. When I first watched it, which I did not pay for because I would not pay $50 for that crap. No way. Um, I thought, I'm like, man, the ref didn't even give him a, a chance. Like, what, what was that? Like, come on. What kind of fixing was that? It stopped the fight immediately. Like, Ben Askren's been hit so much harder in the past. Like, there's no way this kid is just like... So yeah, they did have a small ring for Tyson. Yeah, for sure. But those old, old guys, they know, what, they know what they're doing. But I don't know. For some reason, that ring looked even smaller. But um, it, it was there. It was, it was very small. But I wasn't surprised to see Ben Askren get, get knocked out. But knocked out that, fa- that fast, that was kind of surprising to me. The most, that, that's the most thing that was surprising to me. And... For him to evade those overhand rights, because he did. Remember, he, he evaded those overhand rights a couple different times before that knockout yeah. happened. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he, it just, boom, jab, overhand right, which is a very basic boxing uh, combination. So I was Jab to the confused. body, overhand yeah. right. Very, very, very weird to see Ben Askren not to be able to defend that. But besides that, hey, man, that Jake Paul team, they know exactly what they're doing, and I cannot discredit them for that. They know exactly what they're doing. I mean, did we not on this show? Did I not call that out? Did I not say right from the beginning he was going to get his ass knocked out quick? You said that long time ago. I, now, on, not even us on this show. It wasn't even, long yeah, it wasn't time even, ago on the Mystic Hour, you said that. It's a while back. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. It was, we, we, had, we did it. Like, I, I'm not surprised. I've been saying this. Look, is Jake Paul a, a world-class elite boxer? No. But does the kid have skills? Absolutely. He absolutely has skills. He's a big kid. He has good timing. And he has some pop to him. Ben Askren, on the other hand, had fucking hip surgery in August. Hip replacement surgery in fucking August of 2020. Not of 2019. Not of 2018. Not of 2017. Of 2020. He just had hip replacement surgery. And... And you can absolutely tell, like, what what has Ben Askren ever actually been known as a boxer? 
Did you see Ben Askren's last fight in the UFC? He got his face boxed off by Damian Maya. Damian fucking Maya. Damian Maya, for those who do not know, is one of the greatest jiu-jitsu practitioners we have ever seen in, in MMA, period. He is not known to knock nobody out. That dude, his hands, he cannot punch his way out of a paper bag and he knocked Ben Askren the fuck out. That should tell you how good Ben Askren's fucking striking is. But what Ben Askren is, is a competitor. He's a former Olympian, but he's also somebody that's been retired twice. That is done and again, had hip replacement surgery in August. So when I put all that, of course, this is exactly what was supposed to happen. Happened. I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been saying it. Like, I'm not surprised. I, I have to say, once again, this is giving credit to the Jake Paul team as well. Hey, when boxers first, their first couple fights, man, they're just getting people that they can just add on to the record, right? Tune up. Add on to the record. Tune up, tune up, tune up. Jake Paul is kind of doing he's it a different way that. because he's getting it with names. And not Absolutely. to say it's, names, it's not names that are like big in boxing. No, it's just bigger no. names. So it can be like, oh, he knocked out Ben Askren. Oh, he knocked out NBA basketball player Nate Robinson. Oh, he he's did dusting dudes with names. With he's names. building his profile. Exactly. So he's it's smart. Building his profile. And I feel that he is on the way somehow. And this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. This actually might happen. This actually might happen, especially if this doesn't go well in July, this actually <laughs> might happen. This might happen. So now, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, now I'll say this. I yeah. like this is the only thing I'll say about Jake Paul. And, and I'm not and I'm not actually people are shitty with him. People are yeah. mad. People want to get him the fuck out of here. Right. I, I don't care. I think he has a lane and, and I know exactly what he's doing. Now, would I prefer him to go out there and actually fight somebody his size because you know when he's fought is his size ben Askren has never competed at 190 pounds you know what i'm saying and this is him at 190 pounds like eating whatever the fuck he can to get to that size nate you know fucking nate robinson is five nine like let's see here this kid is six two i want to see him fight um daniel cormier said it if you want to see him fight somebody in size i want to see him fight somebody like luke rockhold those are the guys that are actually his size. Yeah. And then when we think about it, we say that a lot, like, damn, Luke's huge. Yes, so is this kid. He's a big kid, and he should be out there fighting guys his size. <laughs> but that's not the point of it right now. The point of it is to make easy work a little people. So he is looking at the Conor McGregor fight like, yeah, I'll fight Conor. But at the end of the day, this dude fights 30 pounds heavier than any weight class Conor actually fights at. Mm-hmm. So again, that's another fight that's probably not going to fucking happen. Like, will it? Ha- I mean, you know what? If it makes dollars, it makes sense. I'll tell you one fight might end up happening. He might end up getting uh, Floyd Mayweather. I'll be honest about that. Floyd Mayweather. I, I don't he, know. He, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll get a Floyd. I don't. I don't think he'll get a Floyd. It, it, unless, I, I think he gets a Floyd, Floyd because really his, burning his, that money. <laughs> his, no, I think his brother. His brother's gonna get dusted by Floyd because they're gonna make that stupid fight, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna go out there to try to you know avenge his brother's honor. And they're gonna play that whole thing up, and it'll be an even bigger fight. I'm telling you, they're they're trying, they're setting it up already. Setting it up, yeah. They're they're definitely doing a good job setting all that stuff up, and they're giving more credit to their name. But another interesting thing too, there's a guy who works for Triller, who used to work for the UFC, and he was part of that uh, when they bought when they bought everything for four billion dollars. I forget his name. I'm gonna remember it soon, and I'll send you that information. But <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. 
but I feel that this is the guy that is pushing Jake Paul in the right direction because he used to work for Zufa and he knows a lot of insider information with the UFC. I'll give you, I'll release that information later, but I, I'm forgetting the names and stuff, but there's something that's happening behind the scenes with Triller and with Jake Paul that's somehow it's going to coincide. Oh, with they're in cahoots. And they're they know, absolutely and they know, in cahoots. They, they know what they, there's something happening there for sure. Well, let, let's talk about this. Speaking of them working together, was the fix in on this fight? I'm seeing it going around. It's something that a lot of people are saying. Me personally, I don't believe this is a fix. Well, let me rephrase that. I think it's a fix in a different way. And I'll explain my th- thought process already. But, bro, was the fix in on this one? When I first watched a fight, I said it. We were talking about it. I'm like, that was a fix. That was fixed. Get out of here. That was fixed. That was fixed. <laughs> then I rewatched it. It was not fixed. He just got his shit decked in, honestly. Didn't, didn't take the fight as seriously and Jake Paul just showed him up. So I don't think it was fixed there, but I feel that it definitely was fixed in a sense of everything was against Ben Askren in that fight, for sure. They did everything possible to make sure that Jake Paul was going to beat this kid. They made, they made sure that if Ben Askren like that, that quick was, count? That, they didn't even count. Did it even count? Was there even a count? I don't remember there being a count. <laughs> and another thing too, you see how for the Progress fight, there was an actual referee who for the progress fight, the Regis progress. Oh, progress, progress, progress. Sorry. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, it's all good. Yeah. You see how there was an actual referee for that fight. Yes. And then you see how for the the Jake Paul fight, there was some referee with a camera on his chest. Uncle or some shit out there. Exactly. That was, that was his uncle from, from wherever he's from. I think Ohio. I don't know. Ohio somewhere. But but yeah, come on, come on. What was that? What was that? It was bad, man. And that dude literally, so Ben Askren definitely got his shit busted, right? He mm-hmm. gets rocked. He, he he took a big shot. Again, boxing 101. Jab to the body, came upstairs, didn't react to it at all, didn't see it coming, got hit, got right back up. Maybe he was a little wobbly, but at the end of the day, he also just came off hip surgery. So I'm sure somebody who just had hip surgery falling down and getting back up is going to try to stagger a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he probably helps him out. It helped him out because he would it saved him from further embarrassment. At oh, least he got that. back up and didn't end up getting face planted like Nate fucking Robinson. Do you know what I'm saying? So we we gotta be happy about that. But I'll be I, I will say this: it's a fix in the term in the sense that Ben Askren didn't prepare for this at all. Ben Askren didn't work out for this. I'll be honest with you. I think the first time Ben Askren hit pads is when he had that little photo shoot with Freddie Roach. I think mm-hmm. that might have been the first time he fucking hit, he hit pads at all. He, he he did not put it. He didn't take this fight seriously in the least, because if he actually took this fight seriously, it would have been different. It would have looked different. And and I, I'm not saying he would have won, but I'm saying that he would have at least had an ab or two. That was atrocious. It, <laughs> like, oh, my God, dude, he he I mean, and Ben Askren always looks like shit, to be fair. Yeah, but. He looked really bad this time. That was awful. That's okay, but that's when when people are saying that it's Ben Askren that doesn't have to cut weight. Like, what better body is he gonna have? He doesn't have to cut the one seventy. The fight was at one ninety, so you that's, see, there's a that's difference. Ben though. Askren, we can tell that's he did Ben Askren at one ninety. Ben Askren losing weight to come to cut the one seventy. There's not an ab. There's not a muscle. He still has love handles. It's the same exact body. Go, go back pounds. and watch. If you go and even watch the fight with Masvidal, yes. He still looks like he Literally is not st- in the best like shape. Look, I'm just up. saying, look at his shoulders. You see it in his shoulders. Oh, yeah. You can tell that was a man that was working out. 
I'm telling you, you, there is a difference even in his physique. He always looks like hell. I'm not saying that he he looks like, you know, he looks like Boja China. He looks like El Vino on one side and comes back. I just don't understand. take it seriously, though. What what body did you expect Ben Askren to look like at one I expected him to have a shoulder. I expected him to have something. I want to see. I want to see that he looked like he was prepared. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't in shape. He looked like hell. And and that's my thing. And I look at it. It's just like you can tell he did not. Here's the thing. Even if he was in shape, he would have got dusted regardless. I said that from the very, very beginning. But at the end of the day, he didn't take this fight seriously. So for me, that's the thing. For me, it looks like if any, if there was any type of fixing, it was that he came in with the idea that like, I'm probably not going to win this fight, and I don't care. I don't think. Yeah, I, I just don't think it would have made a difference. I think Ben. Askin I, d- I don't think it would have made a difference either. I, I, I'm saying that. I think I, he was I, working I, out. I, I do think Ben Aston was working out. I think he was working out. I think he was doing his thing, but he just what. It, it's just a more of a, in his mind. It's like, man, this guy is not a real fighter. I don't think he's a real fighter. So why do I have to get Go in this kind day. of a ship or look or look some kind of a body body image kind of thing? I don't know. We got to stop body shaming Ben Askren. How about that? How about we stop body shaming Ben Askren? I'm a body shame any athlete that steps his big ass in there and that doesn't have cardio and looks like hell. And because that that, hey, to me, that tells me you didn't do your job. Tyson Fury, even though he looks good now. Tyson Fury was a guy who didn't look like he... But every time Tyson Fury fought to the best of his ability, he always looked like he was in shape. I'm not... You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't talking about Tyson Fury. Like, look, I got one for you. Andy Ruiz, you look like there you shit. Go. There you go. But look, knocked out Anthony Joshua, though. Yeah, hey, the next time he came back and he looked like shit even more. Yeah, he looked worried. I don't know what happened there. That's, yeah, money. that's you know money. That's money. But... um we got to talk about Tyron Woodley. If we talk, are we talking about Tyron? Here, we'll, we'll we'll get it. We'll get into this, um, and, and let's talk about. Let's get into it. Actually, yeah. Jake Paul. What are your thoughts on it? It seems like it's MMA versus Jake Paul. Right when he mm-hmm. got done, he ended up calling out uh, Nate Diaz. He's been calling out. Um, he's been calling out fucking Conor McGregor. You have all these things going on, um, and you even have behind the scenes. And I want to get your thoughts about this. Tyron Woodley was behind the scenes, and he ended up getting into a, a little back and forth with uh, Jake Paul. Corner, Javion Love, to be precise, a, a former uh, you know boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's good. And, and oh, I will say this. And here, like I, I could leave this one. Yo, Javion Love, you're garbage, son. You're garbage. Okay, like you, you, how dare you talk shit to Tyron Woodley, somebody who has proven it in his sport time and time again. I'm sick and tired of these dudes sitting here talking. I'm not talking about Jake Paul. You're doing your job, right? You're a cornerman, and you're talking about, oh, I know how to do this thing in boxing. Fam, last time I checked, you got in there with a dude named David Benavidez, and he went out there and dusted your ass, okay? Your ass don't even got 20 fights in, and you got like three losses in boxing? That means your ass, son. So don't sit here and call out somebody, you know, who's actually been proven in the sport and at the end of his career, you're clout chasing. That's what that is. That's what Daniel Cormier called you out. That's what MMA is calling you out. Now, I'll say this on Jake Paul versus MMA. People are shitty because they feel like, hey, like what did Nate, Nate Diaz say? You're taking everything I work for, motherfucker. What, you know what I'm saying? That's how they feel about it. I'm not mad at Jake Paul. He's a troll. He's in his lane. There's a space for him in this lane. What MMA fighters need to do is realize that you're being goaded and not buy into the bullshit. That's where they need to do. That's the difference in it. 
So I feel the MMA fighters are biting into all the bullshit because yes. it's an easy payday. You go and you fight yeah. that guy, even if you get knocked out, some of these guys will take the embarrassment for a million dollars because it's th- that they never made that money in the MMA career. They never took, they never made that money in the MMA careers. A lot of these guys, even Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley has made $500,000 payday, something like that. He's never made a million dollars off a fight. He never, nope. He's never sold enough uh, enough uh, pay-per-view buys to make a million? No, absolutely not. It's never happened. So this is a very easy money grab for Tyron Woodley. Do I think Tyron Woodley would beat Jake Paul? I don't know. This version of Tyron Woodley, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest fan of because he's just, if we're being honest here, Tyron, when has Tyron Woodley ever been the guy with hands? He's never been the hands guy. He's never been the Tyron guy. Tyron Woodley don't got hands like he, that. He has a very good overhand right. But besides that, Tyron Woodley's not jabbing anybody. Tyron Woodley's not going to people's bodies. No, he's not doing any of that. Boxing yeah. is very different. This is not a Absolutely. guy who's been boxing for a long time. Or Tyron Woodley would talk about, oh, I, want, I used to go to wild card and study this, study that. We never saw that in the actual cage of him showing those boxing skills. I know mm-hmm. he had a lot of different guys that he fought. But like he was fighting Stephen Wonderboy uh, Thompson, who stands up the whole entire time. He wasn't jabbing him. He wasn't showing any kind of boxing. So I don't know. I think it would be a very risky thing for Tyron Woodley to do in a sense of how he wants his career to go. Because you went on for four losses in, MM, in MMA, and now you're going to go lose to uh, a, a YouTube kid who yeah. maybe one day we might call him J- Boxer Jake Paul. I don't know. It can't happen. No, he's, he's a boxer. He's a, we got to give it to him. He's, he's, he's a boxer. We gotta yeah, give he takes it seriously. And he's... That's what he's mainly doing the past couple yes. of years. He's been mainly boxing. Tyron Woodley has not been exactly. doing that. And I exactly. saw an interview this morning and he said, no, if I'm going to fight uh, Jake Paul's uh, guy, Jamie J- 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 Young Love, yep. it's going to be in an octagon. It's Absolutely. not going to be in a and, and I agree with him. He there. wants to elbow him. I, get, I, feel, I feel him on that. Now, that's the thing. Javion loving them. In a boxing ring, absolutely. You mm-hmm. are trained. You are, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you, you would absolutely beat Tyron Woodley in a straight-up boxing match. But here's another thing, too. Why is it these guys are keep like saying, come over here, come over here, come over here. If you're as tough as you say you are, if you got the fucking cojones to sit here and call to talk shit to this man in his face about what he can and can't do, take your ass to the octagon. Fight him there. Fight him there. Fight him. If you're so bad. Go to his sport and fight him his sport. You guys so keep wanting these guys to they come in it. MMA. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And that and to me, that's where as MMA fighters, they just need to tune it out. Let them talk shit. Let them have these celebrity other fights and shit like that. Because here's the thing. Is Jake Paul actually fighting any MMA fighters that that can actually strike or can stand up and strike? Is he calling out anybody his size? Is he calling out a mm-hmm. Luke Rockhold? Is he calling out a... Nope. Is he calling anybody? He's calling, calling out a B, he's calling out a BJ Penn. He's calling out he's a calling retired out Khabib. Khabib. He's calling out all these other that. dudes. Yeah. And for people saying that boxing and shit is going to make more money and stuff, no. Because let's think about it. This is a different fucking lane. If if it's Triller putting it up and they're doing it, they can do what the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. So they truly can keep giving them as much as they fucking want to and do whatever the fuck they want to do. So this ain't traditional boxing. This ain't traditional MMA. They can pit whatever price tags they want up there. So if they're that fucking badass, put them an octagon in the middle of that goddamn K in that thing and let's see what's going on. If not, just stop calling these people out. And the MMA fighters, stop responding to it because they are not going to get anybody real. To anybody who keeps thinking that Jake Paul is going to call out an actual boxer, 
He doesn't need not gonna to. Happen. He doesn't need to. Besides, not going to happen. Why does he have to do that? For what? Because he's in a boxing ring? No. Pull every MMA guy inside of that ring. I keep finding him there, and it's going to keep working. He's going to keep selling millions of a million dollars a card. These guys are going to keep calling him out. His tactic that he's doing right now is very smart. It's Brilliant. very, very Brilliant. smart. I'm Brilliant. not. I cannot hate. I cannot hate on that. Is it respectable now, in a sense for? Like in a in down the road, I'm gonna look at him just like, oh, one of the greatest. Boxers. No, never, absolutely not, never. But what he's Added doing is in is in, it's 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 smart. Brilliant. These, these Brilliant. kids did not make this amount of money by being stupid, <laughs> as stupid Straight as they up. sound, as stupid as they sound. <laughs> Straight up. Now I'll say, I mean, let me ask you this mm-hmm. because I got somebody in mind. Who should this Jake Paul fight next? I can't believe we're asking this, but who should he fight next? Who should Jake Paul fight next? I think for sure somebody in the mixed martial arts field. And if I was him and you want to sell paper, he's going to sell pay-per-views no matter what. But I would go after a Mike Perry, a Mike Perry. I think Mike Perry would be a good idea for him to go out because he's already boxed him before. He's already been in the, he's already been in a ring with him before. And he's still going to sell those, those pay-per-views. And Mike Perry would love to make that money for sure. And and people will be like, oh, an active MMA fighter. Boom. There's an active MMA fighter who's kind of been on a little bit of a slump, but he still has a name. People know who he is. He's boxed before, so they can talk about, oh, Mike, Mike Perry has been in the boxing ring. So don't say it like he's never boxed before. I think Mike Perry would be the smartest idea in this sense for, for now. If you want to just keep building up that resume, Mike Perry. You're probably right. You're absolutely right. It probably should be Mike Perry. It should be somebody along those lines. I think it should be Tommy Fury. <laughs> if you're that fucking badass, if you really want to fight somebody, he, he has he has more social media followers than Ben Askren. He has he's a, he has a name tied to the, the the best heavyweight boxer in the world right now. He is a reality TV show star in the UK. You, it makes sense. But here's the problem with it. And here's the thing: Tommy Fury, the guys he's fought, don't have the. Same weight. Oh, same weight. Yeah. Wow. He's a light heavyweight. Well, (laughs) that's a scary one. I mean, what's his record? Five and oh, five KOs. That's not a bad idea. That is not. It's right there. And here's the thing he's fighting bums. I'm not going to lie to you. He's fighting bums right now. Tommy Fury is fighting bums. I mean, he's early in his career. Is he any relation to to Tyson Fury? That's his older brother. That's his older brother? Yes. No way. So that no to me, way. I gotta look. I gotta they, start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look. Look at this guy real quick. I didn't it, know who it, he hey, was. hey, his 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 lady's a little cutie. He, he's, <laughs> he's doing good things. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't hey. know that's his. Wow. So that's yeah. Tyson Fury's younger brother. Yes. I can see it in his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they almost look the same, and they got the same wide chest as well, too. Exactly. Oh wow! That would be it, into, it, okay. It, I'm, not, I'm not, into that. To, so for me. That's what I want to see. Look, early in his career, if you really want to prove yourself, you want to sit there and say you're a real boxer. Here's the thing. Jake Paul's team said Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury responded and said, keep, fight me or keep my name out of your mouth. Keep, your name out, keep my name out of your mouth. That's what he said. He said, I'm here. I'm ready. Send me a contract. Otherwise, stop talking shit. And he'll fight somebody closer to his age. I like that. Ooh, put that in the air. Put Dude, that they're the, in the, they're air. the same age. They're the same they're age. They're the same age. That's the put that in the air. I like this. I like that. I like that. I'm into it. I'm into it. Sold me already. I'm sold. 
I'm so forget Mike Perry. Let's see Tommy Fury. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that on the on the gram. I want to put that into the air. Or another one too. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez would be a good one too. If Daniel Rodriguez, if you want to act, Daniel UFC beat fighter, his ass too. If you <laughs> want to act, UFC him. fighter, let's get Daniel Rodriguez versus Jake Paul. If you want an active guy, Jake Paul, Daniel Rodriguez would be that man. Go ahead, step to him. Step to him. Sure, he's probably too much. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's probably too much. 100. Hey, they call that. They call that dude TNT for a reason. He gonna knock his face off. I gotta see some of some some of this stuff for sure. I gotta see that. But yeah, right. I, I I don't know. Tyron Woodley fight the I fight Jay Leon and and do it on a trailer card. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. But um, but yeah, none of those fights are going to come to fruition. But all in all, it, it is it is it. I think that they have their own lane now. Granted, is what Triller doing sustainable? I don't believe so. To be honest with you, I don't like. At the end of the day, they didn't even pub Triller when they were there. It was I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they can keep doing this. It, it, it still reminds me of Affliction. It still reminds me of Lead <laughs> FC. It, it, it's just Lead FC this, was not bad. Lead FC was not bad I, at all. Affliction, I, I'm just I get saying that. in in, ter- as in terms of they burn their money real quick. Like yeah. they burn their money. It was a flash in the pan. It, they had a decent product. Didn't have enough it's cash to keep sustaining these big paydays. And I don't see how they keep it going. I don't see Triller Fight Club or whatever the fuck stopping because think about this. They have to give, they had to literally pay Regis Progre a mil damn near him damn self, right? Yeah. They had to pay, and all these, all these price tags have to pay for these individuals. Not only do you have to do all of that, then you got pay per views on top of that, okay? They, that means if they paid all this out, no matter if they did sell a million pay per views, that means they didn't make any money because of everything they had to pay out. And then they have another fight card coming up where they already promised Teofimo Lopez he's getting $6 million. And that's not even to talk about the pay-per-view buys on top of that. <laughs> Business-wise, they're putting themselves in a huge fucking hole. I can't even fathom about the type of money that they've already given fucking uh, um, Snoop Dogg. Think about yeah. this. Yesterday was 420. They literally just did a thing. They they bought in two verses. Mm-hmm. How much money do these motherfuckers got? Like, it, it, <laughs> like person dog. who's backing it has a lot of money. That's a guy. He was part of that four billion dollar deal. They got a lot of money. They got a uh, lot of money. Must be a blow. Saudi prince. They fam. got that a lot paid. of money to blow. I can actually tell you his name, but we'll talk about that after. Sheesh. I can't. I can't put that that stuff out. I'm not, I'm not allowed to yet. But I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll message you about that. After. Seriously, man. All right, man. Well, let's move on a little bit um, because there was some MMA this weekend that we definitely have to talk about. Realistically, the best fight this weekend. The real stuff. Fight this weekend, (laughs) hands down. Robert Whitaker went out there and faced Kelvin Gastelum in a wide ranging fight, but I think it was a much, it was a high level blowout, if it makes sense. High level blowout, correct. High level blowout. Robert Whitaker dominated the fight, but it was a very competitive fight, if that makes any sense. Um, let me ask you this, fam. What were your thoughts on the fight itself? I thought it was a it was a very it seemed like it was competitive, but it really wasn't because Robert Whitaker was dominating in every area that Kevin Gaslam was trying to. I think that Robert Whitaker is the clear number one contender to add on to that, but I need to dive into Kevin Gal- Kelvin Gaslam a little bit because he just basically is looking like now he just entered the gatekeeper status for middleweight. If you want to get into that top 10, you got to be Kelvin Gaston to get there. 
And I don't think he wants to be in that position. I think Kelvin Gastelum needs to maybe get on some more of a discipline and go back to welterweight. Welterweight is a better place for you. I'd rather see him. Like, can you imagine Colby Covington versus Kelvin Gastelum? I would love to Kelvin see Kelvin Gastelum runs Kobe, through him. Colby Covington <laughs> cannot take that guy down. He's going to be nope. way too wide, way too big, way too strong. Very good in scrambles. Wrestling-wise, Kelvin Gastelum and, is great. And amazing great power. Yeah, and he has amazing great power. Hands. And he still has power at welterweight as well. So why not go back down there, kind of go on a, a little bit of a diet, you know, to lose that weight? Because he's, it's not looking good for him at middleweight. He's not beating any of those guys in that top five. He's not beating any of them. It's not happening. I know back in the day when he first entered the welterweight division, he beat uh, an aging Tim Kennedy, uh, an aging Vitor Belfort. Like those guys are old, man. And as soon as he gets stepped into somebody who's more his age, I know he had a very competitive fight against Israel Adesanya. But after that, he's never recovered and he has not looked the same. Not to say he looked horrible, but he just didn't look like somebody who should be fighting at middleweight. No, not at all. I agree with you. He, he's he's too small for middleweight. He's always been too small for middleweight. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that he wasn't... Everyone said this from the very beginning, especially coming off of the Ultimate Fighter. If Kelvin Gastelum got in shape, had a couple abs, yep. wasn't built like a damn Lego man, <laughs> this man would absolutely be a champion at welterweight. Yeah. As of right now, tell me right now with a straight face that you wouldn't want to see a in-shape Kelvin Gastelum against Kamara Usman. Sign me the fuck oh, 100%. up. Oh, 100%. I would love Sign to see me that. the would fuck up. I would love to see that. There's no, and Kelvin Gastelum is not a guy you're knocking out either. He's too... It's not, and it's again, not here's another thing. I, I don't know if Woodley can take him down. These, no. these middleweights have trouble taking Kelvin Gastelum down. If they have trouble with him, I don't know if Usman can do it. He has better hands than yeah. all these guys at welterweight. He's more powerful than these guys at welterweight. It, I don't understand why he continues to beat his head against the wall just to sit there and stay at... Just be, Here's the thing. He stays at welter at middleweight because he can. Not because this is best for him. I need him to get a little bit more in shape and do it because here's the thing. This fight was a competitive fight. Yeah. It was a good fight. And the difference is, is just that Robert Whitaker has an amazing fight IQ. Mm-hmm. Robert Whitaker was timing Kelvin Gaslam because one thing Kelvin Gaslam does is that he always resets. Yeah. Bounce, 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 reset. Yeah. Bounce, 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 reset. And every time he did it, bounce, 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 reset, he got popped. Bang. Whitaker was ready every time. Yep. Every single time. So it was a great performance for Robert Whitaker, which actually brings me to my next point. I got to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. What do we do with Robert Whitaker? Do you give him a title shot or does Marvin Vittori, in your opinion, deserve a title shot? Before I, I comment on that, I just wanted to look at something real quick. And yeah. the guys that Kelvin Gasolin beat on his way to the middleweight title, Tim Kennedy, Vitor, Michael Bisping, old, 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 old. old, old. As soon as he stepped into these younger guys, they're until Jack Romanson, Israel lost, Adesanya. Lost, 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 lost. Shows you a lot right there, man. I think Walter Wee would be a smarter idea for Kelvin Gastelum. But back to this question, Whitaker or Vittori deserve a title shot? Come on, man. Vittori, who's Vittori beat? Who has he beat to be to, to, besides Romanson, which is not even ranked in the top five anymore? Exactly. That's, that's the only person. I don't even think Vittori deserves his his ranking that he has right now because there's guys in the top 10 that he hasn't even beat yet. Come on, man. Whitaker is 100% the 
the number one contender. He has been active, yes. more active than he was when he was than he was even a champion. And Seriously, eight months. I think he's fought three times. That's that's unheard of. That's unheard of. He's fought more than a champion. No disrespect to Israel Adesanya. You're a champ. It works a little bit different on, on, yeah. on those ends. But mm-hmm. three times he's been very active, and he's beating every guy right below him. Every guy. Who else does he have to beat for that title shot? Do I think he'll beat Israel Adesanya the second time? No, I don't think it's a good matchup for him at all. He's he's just the way it's that a bad he's matchup the stylistically. Way, it's, it's a stylistic, bad, it's a bad, bad matchup. I kind of compare it to the you can get lucky one time maybe, but after that you're gonna keep getting beat like Cain Velasquez and, and Junior versus Dos Santos. It's just a That's bad a matchup great, great, for great the uh, other comparison. person. Yeah, as good as the other other person is, it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. But Robert Whitaker, number one contender, do it in New Zealand or Australia. Huge stadium once again because they're doing very well over there in, in a COVID sense. Sell it out, sell out a soccer stadium, do it one more time. Come on, that's easy UFC. Don't even easy think about anybody else because I don't know who else they were thinking about to give that title shot to. But I hope Robert Whitaker gets that. He's been doing well. He's he's such a good person. Period. I I, I personally love one of the best guys in the sport. One of the, one best, of the best guys, guys in the sport. One of the best guys. What do yeah, you think? Okay. I, I'll say this: it's 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 a no brainer. I'm with you. I, I think Marvin Vittori, realistically, skill wise, is number eight at best in that yeah. weight class. It, 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 he really, I don't. He got dusted by Adesanya before Adesanya even figured out how to fight MMA yet. It, truly, yeah. literally, before Adesanya was even figured out MMA, he he whooped Marvin Vittori's ass. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, when you look at this, that that's he doesn't he hasn't earned that spot. I tell you who has earned that spot. The guy who literally cleaned out the weight class aside from the champion. That's who. And that's absolutely um, Robert Whitaker. He, the, he's a former champion for a reason. Unfortunately, he is just it, it, good for him that he actually had the belt for a, a, a duration of time because he's not going to get it back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always said this. I hate it to be the guy who fights any of these great guys right after a loss, especially if it's a close loss. Look what happens when you fight Max Holloway afterwards. Looks what happens when you fight any of those dudes afterwards. They usually put the yammers on you, especially mm-hmm. especially if it was a close fight that they feel like they should have won. Yep. So I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be another tough day at the office for Robert Whitaker, but he absolutely deserves that title shot. It is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Sign me the fuck up. Soccer Stadium, New Zealand. But if Israel Asana beats Robert Whitaker. Who is he fighting after that? Who does he really need to fight after that? Because then he takes six I, I, months off. <laughs> then he takes six months off. He puts on muscle and he goes back to two hundred five. That's, that's what he needs to do. That's what he would do. He needs yeah, to go out there, take a dedicated again. six months. He wants a till fight, though. He really wants that till fight. I don't know what it is about the till fight that it, draws him in fun. so much. It'll be, it'll be I fun. guess so. It, yeah, Darren Till's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, it, yeah. Darren Till's a dog. It'll be a fun matchup for him stylistically because. He would actually have it'll be a chess match, and he wants a chess match. He doesn't feel like any of those other guys, especially striking wise. Mm-hmm. He's been in there with Whitaker. He he's he's assessed that game. He knows what Robert Whitaker brings to the table. It doesn't excite him in the same manner. All these other guys, striking wise, Darren Till is striking. I really believe excites um, Adesanya, and and it really did. I mean, think about some of the amazing matchups that we've seen him in terms of striking. He had a great yeah. striking match. With Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, those are those are good matchups if you really think about it. But aside from that, he dusts Robert Whitaker. There's nobody left. There's nobody, nobody. left. Nobody, nobody at all. He Maybe has he was, to move up. 
John Jones, to. heavyweight. I still see it. I still see it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I do, I really do. All right. Um. Let Let's anything else on that card because the card itself was fun. You know. Uh. We had a couple else, like, notables. I mean, there was um. And yeah, anything really stand out to you on that card? Nah, besides that, there was like a couple close fights. I was like happy to see Jessica Penny finally come back after four years. Absolutely. That must have been Absolutely. very rough for her dealing with that and the whole things that's oh, let me let, let me bring this up as well. You know, oh, Tracy now, Cortez? Yeah, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> Cortez, if you see this, there <laughs> we talk for a minute. <laughs> I got, of course, you got to shout out. Good, I mean, good win. good win. Good win. Great that, win. Great win. Great win. Justin Kish is very hard to prepare for because she just a fighter that is just, she can do it all for sure. And she's, she, sometimes she can get a little shitty if you know what I'm talking about, but it, she's, she is, she's, she's good. But um, I wanted to point out that the UFC is no longer pointing out when people fail drug tests. Yes. They're, yeah. not, they're no longer announcing that anymore. I think that's very interesting. Your boy brought I, that I think, up recently. I, yep. I think we need to watch that closely. If we see a fighter not, be active for a while might be suspended and i feel that's why a couple people have left the ufc too because it's a little easier to, to, to pass a drug test on a bellator so i don't know or a pfl i'm not pointing any fingers but i'm just saying it's a little easier to do that I'm not pointing any fingers well speaking of bellator we had the bellator light heavyweight grand prix continue chugging on um we saw Ryan Bader and the obviously he moved on. He got a W against Lord Machida. And then um we we had Nemkov end up beating Phil Davis in a another high-level chess match. I think the, another you know boring fight, but at the end of the day, it was I think it was a very high-level chess match. And uh and then we also had um Corey Anderson go out there and beat a guy with a last name that I'm not even gonna try to pronounce. I'm so, not gonna do my name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so we ha- we have that. Let me ask you this. Out of the three fights that have already happened, we have one more to see who moves up. Obviously, that's Romero versus um, versus Rumble Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who has impressed you the most this thus far? I'm going to say Corey Anderson because Corey Anderson went in there, finished this guy who's unknown that you couldn't even find that much videotape on. Went in there, dominated it, and did exactly what he needed to do. I that, I love that kind of a guy who has a game plan like that. Just like I'm going to go in there, I'm going to take you down, and I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to beat you up really, really bad. And it's not even going to be close. So I like Corey Anderson. I'm not, and I'm liking Corey Anderson to go to the finals. Honestly, I so think you he say beat, him because he fights I, um, Ryan, Ryan Bader. Next. I think he beats Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader did not look good against Leo Machida. It took him a while to start to get to a point where he was just like, okay, I'm going to start wrestling now. But mm-hmm. in that sense, he wasn't even really dominating that bad. Like Machida wasn't like, oh man, I got beat up really, really bad. No, Machida's just an older guy. He's on a different side of his career now. Yeah. Ryan Bader has to fight a young, hungry. Corey Anderson, you know what happened last time Ryan Bader fought somebody young? Nemkov knocked him out. So now he has to fight a, a dog in Corey Anderson who can wrestle. I don't know about the in striking sense. No, I don't love Corey Anderson standing up. But I think Corey Anderson can out-wrestle Ryan Bader if he wants to. He definitely can. He can catch him on, on the ground and ground upon him. So Corey Anderson has looked the best to me. I didn't love the, the, the Nemkov-Davis fight. It, it, Davis did not look good. Davis didn't look like he's progressing too much in his MMA career. I was a little confused about that. Maybe he needs to go to a different camp. Maybe he needs a different kind of motivation. Not saying he, he, he's trash, but I'm just saying he's just not looking like he used to. But 
Corey Anderson has looked the yeah. best. And I'm very excited for that. You're Will Romero and Anthony Johnson. Good. Two weeks. Two weeks. We, two we ended up get, finally oh. we we ended up getting that one, which again, that I think that was the the crown jewel of the tournament. And you know, I think that's why they saved that one for last. Uh, and I'm so happy that they did it in the first round. Okay, so who has looked the best? I have to agree with you. It is absolutely Corey Anderson. He went out there and just dominated a guy who is really tough. You're talking about a former, I believe he's um, what's Russia's main organization? Um, M M1, M1, M1 Global. Global? Yeah, I think he's an M1 former M1 champion. I think the dude is ACB. like he's, it was ACB. ACB. I think ACB. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. So he's a former ACB champion. The dude is an absolute beast. And Corey Anderson, I mean, game plan ended up just running through him to realistically, yeah. you know, did exactly what he's supposed to do. First round, pace himself out. Second round, show him who the hell you are. Third round, get him out of there. I love what I saw. And he was the only one that really looked like so far in the tournament that he's willing to take a risk and put himself out there. Nimkov's fight was so calculated. with, with calculated. And, and he was super calculated with a guy that wasn't throwing punches back at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil Davis was throwing a couple kicks, but he wasn't throwing hands. And I will say this, Phil Davis is one of, in my opinion, one of the most disappointing fighters that I've ever watched in MMA. He he disappoints me almost to the the almost at the same level as a Benson Henderson. Two guys that are very very good, and but and I don't want to feel like anybody saying I'm taking anything away from them. But what I am saying is this: they have all the athletic ability, but whether it be mentally or anything, Tyron Willie does the exact same thing. These guys just and you know what? All three of them are predominant wrestlers. They're wrestling. They're they're guys who have wrestling backgrounds. That wrestling is their number one. So maybe they just have never really ended up feeling that comfortable with the striking. And that's fair. And it's unfair for me to go out there. And I'm, I'm literally thinking about this as I'm saying it. You know, maybe it's unfair for me to sit there and say that. But you've been in MMA for as long as you actually you, you have. All these guys have been in MMA for, at this point in time for over a decade. You have to be more comfortable with the striking if you're going to be better. You have yeah. to be able to evolve. And the fact that Phil Davis has all the athletic ability. He actually has a, he's a good counter striker, but he doesn't understand and he doesn't know how to lead the dance. And it doesn't make sense. He also has never really learned how to, to combine his striking and his wrestling. If he actually learned how to combine his striking and wrestling, he would have been a buzzsaw. There is a reason why when he fought Rashad Evans towards the end of Rashad Evans' career, Rashad just ran through him because Rashad literally is the style that he should have had his yeah. entire career yeah. and didn't. It, it's, it's ridiculous. If he actually implemented that type of game plan with a Nemkov, I honestly believe he easily beats him. I think Nemkov is good. I think Nemkov could beat a lot of top light heavyweights in the UFC. Do yep. I think he's champion material? No, I do not believe so. The reason I don't think so is because I don't think he's, I don't think his gas tank is good enough. And I yeah, really do I see him, see you know what I'm saying? And at the end of fights, if you're actually paying attention at the end of fights, he slows down. He that really does. A lot. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not impressed by Minkoff. That's why. And I'll be honest with you. If he does happen to get past a Rumble Johnson or your Romero, if he happens to, because we they're both wild cards. We don't know what we're going to get from them in this tournament. Corey Anderson whoops his ass. Nemkov? Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he whoops his ass because Nemkov clearly has a good anti-wrestling uh, thing that he, he can do. And I feel like he's smart on the on the feet. He's a very good. I don't whoever's game. Oh, he's a Fedor guy. That yeah. Fedor at Milanenko team is very good at game planning because it's worked out for him pretty well, especially in Bellator. Before Bellator, he's had a little bit of issues, but 
with these guys in Bellator, he's been game plan wise, they've been doing pretty good. I think yeah. they would find Corey Anderson very smart. And I yeah. think he would probably KO Corey Anderson. Ooh, you know what? He might be able to. Corey Anderson at times gets overly aggressive mm-hmm. and he can get Corey mm-hmm. Anderson the exact same way that um, that Jan Blahovitz got him kind yeah. of running into a shot. He yep. can absolutely kind of do the exact same thing. He can get he can turn Corey Anderson into a shot and have him run into something. That's absolutely possible with a Nimkov fight. Big guy, too. Absolutely. He's a big guy. He's no small guy. Big dude. He I mean, huge. again, he, he, he's, he's a Fedor protege. One of them big kettlebell throwing motherfuckers. Do you feel, how do you feel about it being, last question, how, how do you feel about every fight being five rounds? So I don't think, it, unless you're fighting a champion, I don't think everything should be five rounds. I, I, it's the main, they're usually the main event of the, of the, uh, the night. Yeah, so if it's usually the main event, fuck it, why not? I you get, know, I make it, make it, make it, make it special, and it makes these guys actually have to train. You know what I mean? Like, make them train. That means they're going to be in shape. I don't know how much I want to see five rounds of it, especially if it's not for the belt. You know, I know sometimes there are good fights out of five rounds, like the upcoming uh, Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards. Of course, I would love to see five rounds of that. But like, I don't know that Corey Anderson fight would have would have went five rounds. Then I had to watch another five rounds. He finished rounds them though. Davis. No, he did, but if it would have went five rounds. And then I had to watch another five, ten rounds of a lot of like, mm, you know, it's too early. I, hear I feel you. like those fights should happen in the second rounds and in the finals. I don't first know. round, I, I, I hear you. First round yeah. should be. You're right. First round, make them three rounds. Semifinals and all, make them five. If 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 they're the co-main event, I hear you. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Sense. I don't know, Makes but sense. good job on Bellator though. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, this tournament for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's been a good tournament so far. I cannot wait to the crown jewel event uh, coming up really quick before we get out of here. We do have some big fights coming up this weekend and we only got about three minutes. Uh, but um, I want to get your picks. We're going to run through really fast. We had so much to get to today, man. So let's just run through this real quick and we can actually even do another episode for y'all later on this week and really deep dive into this shit. So really fast. I don't even have them up. We got UFC 261 this weekend. The rematch. We got Usman. Masvidal 2. Um, let's go ahead. Do you, I don't have the card pulled up. Um, yeah. Let me. You it's got the Us- card. Go ahead. Uh, Usman, Masvidal. That's the yep. main event. You can go. Pick. You want to pick? You want to do picks now? Uh, Up to fuck you. Fuck it. Go All right. Ahead. Let's, you want to do, do another episode? We can I'm, do it like. I'm, I'm da- I can pick. Right. I can pick. I got my picks. I got Let's my do it. Picks. After you, sir. You got your go pick. Uh, here. Right. I'm going with number one. My championship go. fight. I got Usman winning. You got Usman winning. I got, Usman. I got Masvidal winning that fight. I think he's going to fight the perfect fight. Uh, right. Second, I hope you're right. <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Jessica Andrade. Shevchenko whoops her ass. Agreed. Damn it. If it wasn't for these stupid fucking comments. Take the comment out. Look, take the comment out. Take, take the comment I'm out. taking the comment out and I'm still going with um, fuck. <laughs> God damn it, Rose Namajunas. I think Wally finishes her in the first round. Woo! Oh, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Oh, another one. Chris Weidman, Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall dusts his ass. I think Chris Weidman has a different kind of motivation. I think he beats Uriah Hall. A lot of grappling. I think, he, I think he's Crute, done. Jimmy Crude and Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith better win. Uh, if Anthony no, Smith think- don't win, he, he better retire if he <laughs> wants to stay on that desk. I think right, so I'm just going to say he better win, but I realistically... I think Jimmy Crute might get him. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, nah. Anthony Smith is good with these younger guys. I'm gonna go Anthony Smith. I think he can handle there these younger is. guys. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good. 
that was quick, well, but we can't do we can't do another show to break these down a little bit more. We can do part two uh, tomorrow or Friday. But go ahead, sounds do good. All right, well, look, appreciate you guys for listening, man. This is not your average MMA podcast, brothers in combat. We love you guys. We'll see you right here next time. Everywhere podcasting is available. Peace out. Oh, peace.